perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. Do not adjust your podcast hosting site. What, Wherever you listen to this at. Don't turn it off. Don't change it. You're definitely listening to the very newest episode of Perception is Reality. This is episode 155, and I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. And the reason I'm saying don't adjust it is because it's going to be very much like the olden days. Why is that? Well, because, folks, this episode is going to be just you and I. That's right. No co-host. No guests. It's just going to be me talking to you about something that I have thought up could be important to talk about. So Amber had uh, some uh, family stuff to take care of, and she will be back next episode, episode 156. But before we get there, we do have to take care of this episode. Uh, so I, I want to talk to you all about something that I think is very important. It's something that we all will deal with. I think, in my mind, we'll probably deal with it two different ways. We'll deal with it in one way at one time, and then we'll deal with it another way at another time. And we deal with this in literally almost everything that we do as humans. It definitely affects us in politics. It definitely affects us when we're getting involved in politics. And it's something that affects us if we have been involved with politics. And that is the generation gap. Uh, it's something that because of my age, I've literally been dealing with my entire life in politics because I've always been a younger person in politics. And a lot of the people involved have always been... 45, 55, 65, 75, and I've always been the youngin, the young pup, you know, the person that needed to pay my dues, to learn the ropes, to put in time, and, and you know, I, I definitely agree that all of those things are important, and that is very true, um, and I feel like People just now getting into politics, they have to do the same thing. I really don't care how old you are. If your first days today in politics, you've got a ways to go, you know, so you can kind of prove yourselves. And, and that kind of happens in, in literally everything that we do in life. But then we, we eventually get to a point in life where we are the old guard and there are new you know, young pups, whippersnappers coming up, and we're like, wait a minute, they want to change everything and do it with their confounded technologies? Why don't they just let us do it the way we've always done it? And so we're going to deal with this, depending on where you are at in your life, you know, maybe twice. We deal with this as the young pups, and we deal with this as the old guards. And so it's something that I think that we could probably explore. It's something that is interesting, and it's definitely something that affects how people politic, specifically local, maybe a little bit on the state level. And I'm sure it happens at the national level in, in various aspects, and, and we can talk about all of this, but it's something that definitely can turn people off and, and it can have negative impacts. 
and so that's something I want to cover in this episode, and hopefully it will give you something to think about, uh, depending on whichever side you might be on. And hell, maybe it's something that will change how you look at something outside of politics, because this is something that affects us, you know, in all aspects of life. So uh, it's going to be a great episode, and I think we're going to have a little bit of fun. We probably won't go as long as regular episodes because it's just me, and I kind of forgot how to do it by myself. So uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we're going to get a lot of information in, have a lot of opinion, have a lot of commentary, and... Uh, We'll, we'll go from there. We will take a real quick break, but when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing the generation gap and politics. You're listening to episode 155. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. This is Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing under license in all 50 states and MLS consumer access.org number 330. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about the generation gap in politics and really anything else in life because, you know, one thing that is sure, we are all at some point young and then we will all, God willing, at some point be old. And so depending on when you get involved and how you get involved, this is something that can technically affect you uh, on both sides. Because you know, if you look at me, I've been involved in politics and people laugh when I say this and they use this like trying to, you know, like make fun of what I'm saying. I've been involved with politics for 25 years and I mean that like really hardcore like. I, I, I mean, obviously, I, and I've said it before, when I was 8 and 9 and 10 years old and 12 years old, nobody was listening to me, and it didn't matter what I had to say, but I was jumping and running and fetching, and I was the gopher, and I was walking door to door, and I was standing outside in the cold on election days and doing all of the not very fun stuff, you know? And so it, it's things like that that uh, you do when you're coming up. And in my opinion, if you get involved in politics when you're in your teens or your 20s, you should do the same things. It wasn't just because I was a young kid. It's because you kind of have to learn to crawl before you walk and before you can run, obviously. So you don't get involved with politics and say, all right, I'm going to be president or I'm going to do this or that. You know, you, you've got to learn the ropes. And there's a, a certain aspect of that that we all should have to go through at whatever time we get involved. And look, it doesn't have to be politics. It can be anything. It can be anything. Um, so it's important to realize that you've just kind of got to do that. Then there comes a point in time 
where you start getting a little bit more involved and you start getting a little bit more active and you maybe have your own thoughts and you want to say something and you want to speak up and you want to be heard and you maybe want to make changes and you want to do this and you do that and and you you do it and you get slapped down because they're like, hey, you know, we'll ask you when we want to hear what you have to say. And it hurts your feelings and it, it, it kind of hurts your pride a little bit and you've got to lick your wounds and you're like, well, well, wait a minute. What, you know, like why, why can't I be involved? And it's the people that have been involved for, you know, ever. And they're in their forties and fifties that are doing that because they're used to running the show. And that happens in various aspects all the time in various in various things it happens all over the board it happens at at jobs and and in hobbies and and all sorts of things outside of politics as well and you, the thing is a certain degree of that is to be expected and it's kind of like a coming of age type of situation but it also can be very detrimental and it becomes a little bit of a power grab issue, or, or at least a perceived power grab issue, when you're, you know, in your 20s or 30s or, or 40s even, and, you know, you're coming of age and you're fresh and having all of these ideas and you want to be involved and you want to make a change. And the people who have held on to the reins for so long... I'm not even talking about really turning them over, but they don't want to they don't want to concede any bit of their power, so they do what they can to make it hard. You know, sometimes it could be looked at kind of as hazing maybe a little bit or or you know, in some cases it's just right down rudeness and it's like wait a minute, you know, we don't need your help, we don't want your help. We've been doing this since before you were born, kid. That kind of thing. And that is something that is very detrimental. And I, it's not just detrimental again in politics. It could be detrimental to anything where this happens. There comes a time and place where always the new come in and take over and the old guard step off to the side and, you know, are able to relish the olden days and, and think about how it was way back when. But if that doesn't happen, you run the risk of... Of a, of a party or an idea dying out uh, because you don't bring any new blood into it. And I'm afraid in a lot of specifically local parties, local Republican parties, local Democrat parties, you, you have this kind of mentality where the people who are currently in charge are, are, are the older guard and they are not really looking for the newer people to come in and take over and to maybe make things in their image a little bit. And that is something that can be very detrimental to getting people involved and keeping people involved and keeping people wanting to, to be active. And, you know, I don't understand why um, this is a really hard concept for some people to understand, it's, it's just, you know, it becomes a power struggle. 
and it can be really nasty and it can be very hurtful in a lot of times, you know, a lot of situations and it can be very detrimental. So it's something that we definitely have to learn to work to adjust. It's definitely something that we have to learn to work to get um, over. And, you know, I, I guess that's speaking from the old guard. You know, they, they have to realize at some point that this is just the natural progression of things. At that same time, those of us on the, you know, the newer, the younger side, you know, it's good for those people to think, you know, it's really nothing personal. This is what always happens. The same thing happened to those people. You know, those people currently in charge one time were the new faces up in here, you know, and they had to go through the same thing. And so it's just kind of like the coming of age story. It's, it's, it's the circle of life. It's what happens. But if we could all try to come together and realize, specifically if we're political parties, you know, if we're all Republicans, we may have varying beliefs within the Republican or conservative faction, or if you're Democrats, you may have varying beliefs within the Democrat faction, but we shouldn't fight one another. We should be able to come here to this place with like-minded people and have conversations and feel safe and secure. And this is what I have so long had a problem with political parties about. I, I, I detest political parties. I hate the idea of having a party chairman and that it's kind of like, well, you've got to kiss the ring and you've got to bow down before me before I will give you the time of day. You know, you can't run for office without my blessing. And in some, in some instances, it's like you can't even, you can't even participate in the party. And that is so crazy because we're in situations here where, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, every precinct was filled of precinct committeemen on the Republican side and the Democrat side of precinct committeemen that lived in those precincts. And those precinct committeemen and precinct committee women knew all of the voters in their party within their precinct and they communicated with them and people were active and involved and it was a strong institution. Now it's hard to get people to run for precinct communion. That is not a sexy position. You're not getting paid. Uh, and a lot of times those, those positions are left unfilled, you know, in, in, in all, in all uh, counties, I would say throughout East Central Indiana, we run into that situation where you don't have all of your precinct committee persons filled, whether you're Republican or Democrat. You know, depending on which county you're in, if it's more Republican or more Democrat, that might vary. In a lot of situations, you have to appoint people 
to those positions. And in some cases, you have to appoint people who don't even live in that precinct. So you might have someone who is a precinct committeeman, you know, three precincts away from where they live because they're simply just filling a hole. And that's a very important person to have, even though it doesn't seem sexy. It's not a city councilman. It's not a county commissioner or something like that. These are the people who will pick the various political people within your county if anybody, you know, God forbid, passes away, resigns, steps down, you know, in, in today's age, in, you know, is charged with a felony and convicted of a felony or pleads guilty to a felony. So there are several reasons why having precinct committeemen are important. Uh, but in, like I said, today we have people that just don't really want to get involved. Everybody seems like they want to know about what's going on. Everybody wants to keep up on the drama. But we are so busy in today's world. It's like nobody wants to mess with going down to the party uh, office or wherever they meet, you know, once a month or, you know, once a week or once every couple months or whatever it is because they've got so much going on, but people want to be active and they want to be involved, but that's like something they don't want to do. And part of that is because you get people involved who might have great ideas and might be, you know, on fire about making a difference and they're they're not let in the club. They're made to feel like they're not important or their ideas are not valued and they're made to feel like something that they are doing is wrong simply because they are 25 years younger than the other people in the room. And that is not a good way for us to build parties. And everybody, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, bitches about politics. You bitch about what's going on at the national level. You bitch about what's going on at the state level. You bitch about what's going on at the local level. But the only way that you can actively really change that stuff is by getting involved and doing what you need to do. Everybody should feel like they could reach out to someone within some political party. You know, I understand there's, there's a lot of people that say, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I, I'm, I'm an independent, or I, I vote for the man. That's great. But at least here in Indiana, and I know that there are people who listen that are outside of Indiana, we have primaries, and every primary you have to poll a ballot, Republican or Democrat, and, you know, I feel like you should have a home. As, as much as I dislike the political parties the way that they are, I, I understand a need for people to be involved there. But it's this constant battle, this power struggle between those that are currently in power and those that are coming up and want to be active and want to give back to their community and make a difference, but they're, they, they're, they're made to feel like their ideas suck or they're made to feel like they can't contribute or shouldn't contribute and we really need to figure out a way to deal with this because it's something that turns away a lot of good people. And, you know, I think that specifically so much has been said and done of the quote unquote millennial generation or whatever generation comes after that, 
that people who are older than that that are in power, they look at those people and they, they say, oh, they just want to play on their phones and on their social medias. Well, the people of a younger generation, and I don't, I, I'm like a fish out of water with both of these. I'm not a boomer. I feel like I'm not a millennial. I feel like I'm not, I, I'm kind of, I feel like I don't fit in in any of these categories. Uh, I feel, you know, like I don't belong anywhere within that. But there is a truth to the fact that those are, people don't really find value in going to a meeting on, you know, a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning or a, a Wednesday evening. They much rather get their information from a group text or a group Facebook message or a tweet or something in their email because they have lives. I mean, obviously there's difference between someone who's 25 years old and has a spouse and has a kid and a job and somebody who's retired. And that's a little bit of kind of what happens. I I believe myself in that situation, you have people who feel like, well, we can devote all this time because we're retired, and those people are still very valuable. I'm not talking about kicking anybody out of the party. I'm, I'm also not talking about excluding the younger generation. I'm talking about coming together and understanding that both groups have value, that as the younger generation is coming up, okay, they have ideas, and it's going to be theirs. Look, you can hold on to it for as long as you want, but one thing I can tell you is you'll eventually drop it <laughs> because you'll eventually be dead, you know? And that's not very pleasant to talk about, but that's just the fact of life. Eventually, you will not be in control. However much you've done However much knowledge you have accrued, whatever you have done in your storied career, whoever you've gotten elected, whoever you've beaten, who, whatever you know, moving and shaking that you've done, one of these days you will no longer be in charge. And instead of fighting those that are trying to come up and want to help, you should be imparting your wisdom into these people. You're, it's not like a secret that you need to take with you. You're not going to be using this knowledge where you're going, you know. You should be imparting this wisdom on those people who are active and engaged because if you make them feel welcome... Maybe they can help bring new life into the party, not to take over, not to kick you out, not to make you go away, but to have the next line of offense or defense there for when they need to step up and do what needs to be done. And, you know, at the same time, it's not just an admonishment to those in power. It's also an admonishment to the younger generation. We have to be willing to understand that there is a generation gap, and there's so much uh, sometimes that occurs not because of how someone looks at you or, or what you, what you're thinking or what you're doing. They just, they simply don't understand. Okay. So it's not because they feel one way or another, but it's more because of just 
there's a whole new situation. I mean, let's face it. Uh, I grew up for most of my life without cell phones and without Facebook and without the internet. So this stuff that I'm still, uh, you know, learning is not the same to me as it is someone who's 18 years old today and has always had an iPhone in their hand from the time they were two years old. I mean, it's just a fact of life that things are going to be different, but we have to be able to come together and help each other understand that. We have to be willing to help this grow because what we're doing is... is snuffing it out. Look, does anybody recall a little group called the Masons, the Freemasons? Does anybody know what the Masons are? You know, it was a group that your father, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, their friends all belonged to. It was a group for men. It was a fraternal club that they would get together and they had secrets and Nobody ever really knew what they talked about in there, and they had secret rituals and handshakes, and you know they they had to keep all their information secret, and it was a way of life for people. I, you know, there's people that think they're not good or it's evil or it's bad or it's this or that. I, and you know, I really don't know. I, I I have my own thoughts about it. I have family members who went through it long ago, and I myself actually went through and became a Master Mason several years ago with my brother-in-law at the time and his grandfather who was going through after he had retired, and uh, years, years later, all of his friends wanted him to do it, so my brother-in-law and I uh, and his grandfather went through uh, all at the same time. My brother-in-law was doing it because he was becoming a lawyer, and he thought maybe it would somehow help him. Uh, let me just clue you in. I don't think it helped him. I don't don't think he is active in it in any way anymore. I'm not sure if he pays dues or not. I don't pay dues, and I have since renounced all of that for various other reasons, and we that's neither here nor there. I just, it served no purpose in my life. And I'll be honest, I kind of went through the process because I wanted to see what was on the other side, and it was like, oh, God, it's all right, okay, are you serious? You know, anybody can get online and look up all the secrets and the handshakes and the words and all of that. Um, and you know, they say it's not about that. It's about the man keeping the secret. So I, you know, I don't feel, you know, I'm not going to impugn them by hurting them by, by giving any information. The point of all of this is I kind of digressed there a little bit. The point of all of this is the Masons used to be really strong. It used to be a way right or wrong that people would help people out or people would, you know, if I was a car salesman and I was a mason and you came in looking for a car and I was going to sell this same car to someone right before you for top price of $30,000 and I saw you had a Masonic ring on, wink, wink, I might give you the best deal in the house uh, or something like that. Or you've all heard stories of someone getting pulled over and the police officer walking up to the car and the police officer saw that the gentleman had a Masonic ring on, so he let the officer, he let the uh, suspect go uh, without giving him a ticket or whatever because they used to look out for one another and help each other out. And that's just kind of like a brotherhood, you know? Well, that's not really big in America anymore. Because younger people aren't doing it. Younger people aren't getting involved. They, they were so in, 
caught up in their secrecy and they were so caught up in not inviting people in, you know, to be a Mason, you have to ask a Mason. They don't do recruitments. And because of that, it's like people quit asking. And, and so now the Masonic numbers have really shrank. And, and that's my fear with politics because so often all over this great country in various cities and towns and counties all over America, politics is still seen as the good old boys network. And it's seen that way because that's how they want it to be seen. And so it doesn't seem very inviting for a male in his, you know, late teens or early 20s or a female. And, and in a lot of cases, it's even worse for females. And that just really kills me because doing this show, I guarantee you, the majority of my listeners are female. If we could break down all of my numbers by sex, I guarantee you that more than half of my listeners are female. And I believe it's because everybody wants to be involved with what's going on and to know the gossip and to know the drama and, and to, to hear it. But at least locally, I feel like females tend to be more interested in being involved, involved because they maybe have more time to devote to it. They don't act like, you know, oh, I, I got I to gotta miss the game to go down to this meeting or, or whatever. You know, so I, I don't know exactly why. I, I would like to know. Matter of fact, if you're a female and you listen to this, ask your partner, you know, or, or, or let me know. You do, do your own work and let me know why you're involved and maybe why you think, you know, more females tend to be involved on a local level more than males. And the reason that's important is if you're a female and you're wanting to break into being involved with the local party, it might be a little tough because maybe you get the feeling that you're not wanted. And now, I'm not saying that there's not young people coming up in parties. I mean, the Republican Party in um, Delaware County has some younger people in it, has some females, has some younger males, and they, they do all of that. But those are people who have kind of been around. Those aren't, those aren't newbie people. What I'm trying to talk about is getting new people active and engaged and involved with politics. I'm trying to talk about making people excited about politics to the point that they want to get active and involved. And if you feel like you don't have a place or a home around these people who you believe have like-minded opinions that you share, if you don't feel a home with them, then you just get completely discouraged because you definitely don't feel at home with the other side. Or maybe we drive people to the other side. And if you're, if you are a young conservative Republican, male or female, who wants to join the Republican Party, and you go to the Republican Party and you are made to feel not welcome, well, maybe they just made you a Democrat. And how stupid is that of us? That's so stupid. So I don't have any crazy studies or I don't have any facts to throw at you as far as, well, we should do this or we should do that. I'm just coming to you as someone who has been a young person 
involved with politics who has felt the feeling of not being welcomed in, not being understood. Now, at my age now and at the time that I've been involved, yeah, I feel like people listen when I speak. I feel like if I raise a point, my point is at least heard. Maybe it's taken, maybe it's not, but it's not just discounted. I now no longer feel like the young pup, the, the new person, the new guard, you know, trying to break down the door to take power away from the old guard. I feel like a middle-aged uh, pup or a middle-aged guard. You know, I feel like I've been involved for a while and, you know, I'm trying my best to extend my hand to younger people, to new people, not even young people. Be 45 years old, and if you're a listener of this and you've not been involved before, get involved. Be 50 years old, and if you've never been involved before, get involved. It doesn't have to be young people. It just has to be new people. We need to be able to bring new ideas to the party. We need to be able to bring new ideas to politics. Listen, I'm a conservative who will back you if you're a Democrat and you've got common sense. Okay, and you can be 50 or you can be 18. And if you've got common sense, then I am your ally. And that is what we have to do. So rather than to go on and on and on about this same subject, I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to let everybody sit on that. And maybe we can try and figure out a way to not be so gruff with the new people coming in. And at the same time, you know, for the young folks out there or the new folks out there, you don't have to be so rammy. You don't have to kick the door in and stick it down everybody's throats and say, this is the way it's going to be. You know, we have to be able to come together for the for the idea for the you know quote unquote greater good and and let me tell you if you're not happy with what's going on in your neighborhood if you're not not happy with what's going on in your town in your city in your county if you're not happy with what's going on in the state if you're not happy with what's going on in the nation then you need to get active and you need to vote and you need to get your friends active, and you need to get them voting. You need to get them involved. We need to get active in government, and we need to change some things. Sometimes things need to be changed by force, and sometimes it needs to be changed by words. Sometimes it takes negotiation. Sometimes you're going to win. Sometimes you're going to lose. In politics, a lot of times you're going to lose. If you're someone that's new or young, you can't go to two meetings and say, okay, I've made a difference, I'm done. That can't be it. You have to be willing to stay in the game for the, for the long run. For the long run. Okay? This is the long con, the long game. It's, it is the long hustle. And it's going to take more than who's there now. It's going to take the new people. It's going to have to take the young people. We're going to have to get people in here with fresh ideas, new ideas. We don't want to live in a stagnant pond forever where we're drinking the same old bathwater we're all just swimming around in. We want fresh, clean water, 
fresh, new, clean ideas, young ideas, fresh ideas, new ideas, a new way of looking at things, negotiation, communication, transparency, accountability, all words that we talk about with local government, we can all talk about in this aspect as well. So you guys think about that. Get back to me if you'd like to. You know, if you have any thoughts about this, please get back to me. If you're someone that's young or new that's getting involved, if you've felt this before on the Republicans, the Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, wherever, let me know. If you're part of the old guard and you have thoughts on this or you think, well, maybe people could do this, if people just only knew this, please get back to me on that as well. Understand, I love each and every one of you, and thank you all for listening. I am so thrilled at our numbers. We are doing so well around here. I am so thankful that you give me your time, and I ask that you continue to listen. We might go up or down or have, you know, better shows than others, but but I really try. Amber tries. We're really wanting to do bigger and better things here. I'm wanting to turn this into an even bigger platform than what we have. And I will do my part if you'll do yours. And I don't ask of anything of you guys other than to listen and to share. I don't ask for money. I don't ask for you to click on all of these things or take all of these tests or you know do all of that. Just listen and share. Please share the show with everyone you know. Tell them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. It's really easy. If there is a place that plays podcasts, you can find this show there. You have to search the name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. The with is the W in the line. So Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Or you can go to Google and enter in Bilbrey Podcast. B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. We pop right up. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. That is a great place to get more information, live videos, and all of that wonderful information. If you want to get a hold of me, you can text or call the studio line at 765-546-9796. You can also email at khbilbrey at gmail.com. That's khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or also hit me up on Facebook, Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. If you want to get a hold of Amber, you can find her on Facebook at Amber Green. Green has an E at the end, G-R-E-E-N-E. You can also find her on her business page at touchofgreen.com. That's also green with an E at the end. And she's also a new brick-and-mortar business owner, Fate Style Studio. You can find them on Facebook at Fate Style Studio, and they will be coming to Yorktown, Indiana in the very near future, so be sure to check them out. Until next time, remember the importance of getting educated and active so that we can better government through citizen involvement. Stay safe, take care of one another, God bless. I'll look forward to talking to you all again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. 
This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.